You are now listening to Out of This World, a podcast with Rashad Wisdom. All right, we are here for episode one of Out of This World. My name is Sean, and I'm here with Rashad Wisdom. Yo, Rashad Wisdom, this is the very first episode of this podcast, Out of This World. I'll be here to help him host this thing and and just make sure we're getting this thing done for you guys every week. And Rashad's here to be to be Rashad. Just to be me. Shout out to my sponsors, uh, and Sarah, uh, Fritz Kennels, BSA Sports Lab, uh, The Compound, um and you know yeah let's get into that let's talk about the new nil rule change how big is that for you as a student athlete and what do you think it'll mean for college football players i think it's a good thing uh well i think it's good and bad um first i think it's good just because we're going to be able to kind of build our brand in a way you know just go out there and kind of try to market ourselves and you know really start get into that realm of like the business side of stuff, like how to manage money and, um, you know, and manage relationships, yeah, manage, manage relationships, things, things like that. But I also feel like it's going to be bad because it's going to take, take, take focus away from a lot of other things. Just, um, you know, just like the main thing, like football, school, um, everyday life. Like now with all this stuff, now there's a lot of other things that are added into it as well. And, um, you know, I feel so like let's 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 go deeper into that. So does it have to take away from those other things or is it a possible side effect for those who may not manage their time or manage their relationships as well as they should? No, nah, it definitely doesn't have to be like that. Um, you know, I just feel like I just feel like now now, especially because it's fresh and, you know, people just like, oh, the money, the money, the money. Like now I feel like they're going to be trying to be more focused on that when in reality is, you know, we just need to keep doing the same thing we've been doing to keep focusing on, you know, football school, you know, the, the more important things opposed to, you know, being so money hungry and trying to go after all this other stuff. And, um, but I mean, could that, that be a side effect also of it being off season? So like when football actually kicks in the gear and you're actually having games and there's wins and losses, uh, and this isn't so new. It'll be like a couple months old. Do you think it'll change then, or is this something that will linger around as far as as far as being a distraction for uh, some? Folks? I think I think it would just be for right now. Um, you know, just like I said, just because just because it's brand new, people see you know the opportunity to make a little bit more money than we were before. Um, but kind of just like you said, like during the season, we're gonna be real focused, real locked in on you know the season, passing our classes, you know things like that. Um, but I f- well, that's how it should be. Um, I feel like there's going to be some people that's going to be, you know, like I said, trying to be money hungry, and that's going to deter them off from a lot of other stuff. But um, for the majority, I feel like it'll, it'll, you know, after a while, it'll smooth out, and people kind of get the flow of it and how the how how the nil thing works out, and you know, kind of, you know, at this point, a lot, you know, people will either have something or they don't, and um, you know, I kind of feel like. And you could work yourself into something through the season exactly. and that kind of deal. So what I'm thinking is it's brand new. It's off season. And and a lot of people want to be a part of it, right? So yeah. and, and we're going to have to figure out how to make these things work. Right now, when you said it could be good and it could be bad, 
what are the, the side effects or consequences of it that could be good or bad for someone your age? I want to know how you're going to approach this from a point of not only are you representing yourself, your family, now your school, uh, and now you have to worry about representing any affiliations you sign yourself up with. So now a big thing for you today, you announced today, and Sierra. That's, that's huge here it in San Antonio. And Sierra is huge. Shout out so, to them once again. So now everything you do, you have to understand that you're you're carrying their brand along with you. So as, as a student athlete, as someone who's 20 years old, <laughs> how do you how do you approach that? Um, honestly, for me, I feel like all I got to do is keep doing the same thing I've been doing. Um, you know, I feel like just staying focused, keeping the main thing, the main thing. Um, and you know, just making sure I go about my business the right way and, um, you know, how, how it should be done. Just, you know, staying focused and, you know, not really worrying about it so much. It's just, like you said, it's just the same as, you know, trying to, um, you know, represent rep, yourself, rep, represent myself, my yep. family, the school. But now you're just representing a, a couple other more people. But, you know, that shouldn't change anything. You should just keep doing uh, for me. I'm going to just keep doing the same thing I've been doing. And I feel like I've been doing a great job of that. So so everyone that you affiliate yourself with and you tie your name to, is there any type of pre-work you do? Is there any type of past relationships? Do you run it by your parents? Do you run it by your family? What do you do? Right? What's your process? Do you just take anybody who says, hey, we'll throw you some money? Or do you kind of dig into each brand and make sure they align with you and what you're trying to be? Um, I try to look at, you know, um, potential potential partnerships in a way of, you know, how are we going to benefit each other? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I look at it from an aspect of, you know, what can they what can they do for me and how can I provide something back for them? You know, how can I represent them as well? So for a lot... For a lot of this, you know, it's just going to be posted on my social media. But for me, I have, you know, pretty much almost like 5K on both Instagram and Twitter. So, you know, I post something. 5K uh, followers. Yeah, followers. Because <laughs> people are going to think that's how much you're getting each sponsor oh, nah, nah, nah. on your Instagram. Nah. And, yeah, so you got about 5K, 5K followers, followers on each. Yep, so that's so, that's a community. Yeah, exactly. And at least at least 1,000 people are going to see it every time. So, you know, that's 1,000 people that, you know, they don't they may not have uh you know cna stuff um and you know i just want to for for me i want to see you know what can they do for me like what can they provide for me you know whether that may be you know getting compensated with money or um you know whatever service they may offer but um you know i look at it like that and then when i when potential partnerships are you know i mean we're negotiating stuff you know i go back to you know i take it back to you know mom and dad uh you um, and you know, I mean, make sure everything sounds good. Let y'all look over and see what y'all think about it. You know, you just know, make sure it all aligns. We're a team. Exactly. Make yeah. sure everything sounds right. Make sure everything is, you know, it doesn't seem like faulty or, you know, it's a good, it's going to be a good partnership where we're both going to be, uh, you know, working hand in hand and helping each other out. So when, when you mentioned before that you like to give yourself an opportunity and the people who are investing in you early an opportunity, to to gain back more value right you dropped an nft recently and a lot of people don't understand the point of an nft and i think that would be a good second episode so i think we'll spend the whole second episode just kind of speaking to nfts crypto why we chose to do an nft and how that can help benefit people who decide to back you early on the future yep yep so real quick um, you mentioned 
really, you know, how these brands and how these sponsorships have to align with you and who you're trying to be. A lot of people listening to this podcast do not know who you are and who you're trying to be. So let's let's get to that. So Rashad Wisdom, who are you? So <clears throat> Rashad Wisdom, uh, I was born in New York, Long Island, New York. How long did you live in Long Island, New York? <laughs> while while you're saying you were born, you were literally born and almost shipped no, out that, overnight, two day shipping. What I, <laughs> no express though, no express. We had to wait business days, but you know when I say born, that's what I mean. I was born in New York. Six weeks later, we moved it. We land in Converse, Texas, at all places. Converse, Texas, and and uh, the home of the Converse Jets and Rockets. One of Shout the best them boys. football programs historically here in the state of Texas. How do we the land from Long Island, New York, move to Converse <laughs> by accident? <laughs> land, land at Converse. The you know shout out to shout out to the Rockets, the best the best high school in San Antonio, mm-hmm. hands down. Um, so what what was your experience coming up? What was your first uh, kind of when you first got to see football and really decided it was something you wanted to do? Um, shoot, six years old. Ever since then, uh, started playing flag football with the Junior Rockets. Um, you know, had Coach Mario. That was my first coach ever. Uh, met 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 a lot of dudes that uh, I'm still friends with to this day. Um, just from you know, just being out there playing around. Um, we won a state champion. We won the championship for our for the flag division too. Um, but that's when I really started falling in love with it when I was six years old. And you know, I I haven't looked back since. Been still been going strong to this day. Fourteen years, fourteen years to this day. Anybody else in your family ever play football, college football, <laughs> high school football, any level? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, you did. Oh, um, <laughs> but um, you know. You you were you were playing safety at the time. I was I was running, at running back. back, you know, towing that thing, trying to be like sincere. I remember when uh when you were playing running back in the little league, and we would post your highlight films from like, you know, your one was flag league, the next year was like first year in pads, and then mm-hmm. second year in pads. And I remember looking at the comments, and we could probably go to YouTube now and watch it. And people, were like, man, that dude ain't gonna be nothing. Mm-hmm. I had a cousin who was really cold when he was seven too, and everybody was <laughs> everybody was killing you for being good at seven years old. But it's just funny that uh that it worked out, but not at running back. So let's talk about that. So you played running back forever. Mm-hmm. You get to Judson. Get to Judson. You're for- playing high school ball, and they ask you to play DB. What happens now? How so, how do you react to something like that? So first, it was I had to. You know, they told me that they were either going to move me to safety or outside linebacker. And at the time, I was in love with running back. Like, I didn't want to move. I didn't want to change. But, you know, I wanted to do what's best for the team. So, I said, if I got to play defense, put me at safety. And ever since then, I've been here and I fell in love with it. I really I – used, I used to hate defense, honestly. I didn't want to go hit nobody for real. Um, you know, I just like – I like having the ball in my hands, you know, making people miss going to score. Um, so that was a big, that was a big switch for me. Who was um, the first person you ever did one-on-one against? With Jose, a quarterback. <laughs> I had lined up against you. You don't remember that? Nah. When you first decided you was going to play safety that year in the off season. Oh, you know what? We did I go came to back school, home. Right? I came back home. I brought you to the school. I had Jose play quarterback and I ran routes against you, and I was still, like, in 4-4 form at the time. Yeah. And I was like, I'm the you best know. receiver you're ever going to cover. You were just yeah. chasing me all over the field. Just get burnt. <laughs> but like, you was ready that year. But the first year, you showed up, and you just balled out. And that's that's all it took. That's all it took. Yeah, I haven't I haven't looked back 
ever since ever since then I haven't looked back. I fell in love with safety. Um, you know, and it's something that I really it really just stuck with me. Like I I had to grow into the position for sure. Like it wasn't just, you know, throw me into safety and you know, now I'm, you know, making big plays and doing this and doing that. Like I had, you know, there's a lot of growing pains that came with it, but um, you know, I feel like it was definitely one of the one of the better moves I feel like for me personally just as a football player just um you know trying to it's not being not being stuck in one position but you know actually trying and going out and growing as a football player and trying out different positions and you know finding one that really stuck with me and um you know kind of just grew into grew into it so let's talk about recruiting so Mm -hmm. you had a a recruiting process and you end up at UTSA which was not a fan favorite at the time by many people mm-hmm. who were looking at the schools offering you. Mm-hmm. And then um, you get sincere to go there with you, and you guys p- kind of power up. And now when you look at top players in Conference USA, list came out today, number one and two, number one, Sincere McCormick, number two, Rashad Wisdom. Mm-hmm. And you guys decided together to stay at this school. Yep. So I know there's going to be a lot of high school players who are going through the recruiting process that listen to this podcast. What would you say, what's your advice and more your story around recruiting and how you decided what was best for you rather than what was the best looking hat to put on on signing day. So, I mean, shoot, recruiting started for me after this, after my sophomore year. Um, I had got my first offer from Texas state um, to play pretty much whatever running back safety receiver to play football, pretty much, you know, come here and be a football player. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, over over my little stint, um, I had about 13 total. Um, you know, the P5, I had P5s from Virginia, Boston College, um, Syracuse. I had some Ivy Leagues from Yale, Cornell. And then, you know, I had like UTSA, North Texas. Oh, Lafayette. let's stop there for a second. Because we, so as a family, when you got the Ivy Leagues coming in, as a family, we were looking at a lot of these other football schools, but we really stopped. And thought really hard about yeah we did this might be the way to do it. We I, believed in your athleticism, but we thought an opportunity to go to an Ivy League school yeah. would be too good to pass you up. Get an Ivy League degree that's yep. crazy. Like, and I. I but I, what I, did I, we find? What What did we find out? And what was the reason why it didn't happen? Uh, with with the Ivy Leagues, just you know they go, money wise, yeah, money wise they go the scholarship. They don't get full scholarship. They go off of you know income and things of like that and try to, you know, give you like grants and scholarships and stuff to minimize the pay. But And it just it was just a lot of work to find a way to make it as make financially it beneficial as some of the other schools. But I mean that was really something we were looking hard at. But yeah. keep on going. So yeah, yeah I was schools. I was I was definitely considering uh Yale at the time too. I was just I don't know, something about them and uh, the coach that recruited me, I was really liking Yale at the time. But um so once I had once I had all those offers and bought it so I always knew I knew I wanted to at least be committed somewhere by the by the summer going into what is it going into my senior year just you know just in case like if I got hurt or something you know I'll still have somewhere to go or just something like that I just wanted to be smart with I want to make sure I was locked in somewhere at least um, and then if you know something else came at the time then then we could reconsider but um, with my with my with my process it was kind of more. I I I made a made a list of my notes. I have it to this day. Like I really went through like you know who was talking to me the most, who seemed the most interested in me, um, who what else, um, who I had the who I was interested in, and I really like 
thought it out and like went through it thoroughly, like making sure like, okay, I want to like, my biggest thing is that I wanted to make the best decision for me. And, you know, at the end of it, UTSA was what I felt like was best for me. And crazy thing is like, I didn't even before, like, I didn't like, I didn't even think I was going to go to UTSA. Honestly, mm-hmm. like I felt, I felt like, you know, I wanted, I wanted to get out the state. Um, and, you know, I wanted to, I really wanted to go somewhere, you know, a little bit bigger, like a bigger name at the time and yep. stuff like that. Yep. Um, but after going through my, after going through my checklist and uh, really thinking about it, I just felt like UTSA was the best spot. And I really didn't, my eyes opened to UTSA once I got up on campus and really seen it. Like, okay, like, cause you know, we're living in Converse, you know, we don't go over to that side of town unless we go to Six Flags. Yep. Other, other than that, we don't go over to over go over to like where utsa is and stuff so going over there kind of opened my eyes like well it's like a whole nother world over here like yeah you know, it's over there by sea world so and say you live by sea world you like ah, oh, you live on the other side of the world like yeah i had so so when i was at the university of houston graduated lived there for a bit i had people who lived in san antonio who would drive up to houston to come see me i moved back to san antonio i got a job and i lived right next to SeaWorld. those same people that would used to drive to houston to come see me would not drive to SeaWorld to come see me <laughs> yeah i had to always come to college. like man y- y'all y'all can't come out here no i'm not going all the way over there the but when i was in houston world. they would hop skip and hurry but that's the thing i, I want to stop real quick um so what you were saying before as far as doing what's best for you but you wanted this you wanted that so how often do you want things that are not the best thing for you? And I, this is just a note that I want people who are listening to the podcast to consider. So when you're in high school and you're thinking about you might want all these things, but really you have to look at what's being offered to you and take what is best for you rather than just what you want. A lot of times what you want is not what's best for you. It's not at all. So I'm, uh, I'm proud of you for making that decision and picking what was the best fit and what would work best for us and the family. So that was, I think, you know, kudos to that. But any to take any message away from that recruiting process, it's that. Do what is best for you. Yeah, you got not to. Not what like, looks best on your post. Not what hat would make people most proud when you put it on and take the picture. Uh, and, and, and not just always wanting to get out of the state. Exactly. A lot of times as a high school player who just thinks, I want to get away from home, you don't realize all the benefits you have you don't. when you are close to home. You don't. I try to tell people that too. The, I, the ones that, I, you know, I – especially the ones that are in the city, the ones that I try to, you know, like you need to come to UTSA. There's a lot of things that, you know, you you don't realize and, you, you know, you don't really see until you get to college. And that was one thing that opened my eyes once I finally got up to UTSA and, like, you know, was on the team and stuff. Like, man, I'm glad I stayed home. Like, because if I didn't, then I want to be able to shoot back to the crib yep. real quick just to, you know, go get this, get that. Or, you know, I need something and y'all shoot up, you know, to UTSA, like, so, you know, staying staying here is probably one of the like I tell people all the time, going picking UTSA is probably the best decision I I made this far. And just sometimes from, it's not what you want, exactly. But it is the best thing for you. Cause I see, like I see people like, you know, like there's people you know will go to will go to a school for a PWO, but they had offers at this place and this place. Or now the thing is like people um, reclassing, reclassifying, and I just I don't I don't know I don't get it like. Why pass up on opportunity when you don't know what's going to come next? Like, yeah. So, so like, I, I, you know, I get it too. You know, you got to bet on yourself sometimes, but I mean, you, I feel like if you really just think about it and see what's, see what you have in front of you, I feel like nine times out of 10, 
is is right there and you just got to take advantage of it get, take advantage of the opportunity that you have you know in your hands yeah sometimes you have to you know look through your deck and play it the best from like from pl- what's offered to you play and your cards correctly and you mentioned also that you you wanted to be at a bigger school mm-hmm. well when they did the rankings for top schools in texas and dave campbell's magazine utsa is now ranked four so not only did you did you get what you wanted but you helped create it that and into that that it is a bigger football program now yeah. because of, you know, the players that decided to come and, and spend the time to develop. And it's not just you and Sincere. It is a big group of seniors of, who showed up huge last year who are luckily we're getting a bunch of them back. Like it's, it is really the, exciting to see what you guys are doing. Got the whole team back. Like we're not, we, we may be missing a few people, but we have the whole team back and that's, that's rare. Like, and you know, like we, this is gonna be our third year all playing together. Like the chemistry is gonna be crazy. And I already feel it. Like when we do our off-season workouts and you know do stuff on the field with each other, like the chemistry is there. Like we all know each other. We know how each other plays. Like, and I didn't realize how big chemistry was until you know like last year and now because the year before, you know, we're we're a real young we're a real young team. We don't really know each other. We're just out there, you know, just playing. But this year is a whole nother, a whole nother, you know, story. Like, but this time around, we all really know each other. We we have a feel for each other. We under, you know, what I mean, we know we understand yeah, a each great other. Great coaching like, staff that she's been with for over three three months. Like last night, I had to start yeah. the season. The guys just came in. Got a great coaching staff that backs you and all these things. Yeah. So, it's, and you know, I, we had we had a great coaching staff beforehand too yep. as well. But I would just say that the thing that Coach Trailer and the staff that we have now did is that when they came in, um, you know, it was like we're not even missing a beat. Like we came back, he came in, and it, you know, we got right back to it. Like from from this first uh, meeting with us, it was it wasn't like there was a drop off or like you know we're we're down, we gotta you know come back up. It was just right right from the jump is you know we're getting to it, and um, it was like you know what I mean like like nothing ever happened. Like we just got back to it, and I kind of feel like that's why that's what everyone had picked up on and why. And, you know, kind of why we were so successful, too, because there wasn't a drop off at that point. And and like I said, everyone we had already played with each other a year and we weren't happy at all with that season. And, you know, we you know personally for for just us, us alone, you know, we felt like we had something to prove and um, felt like, you know, what I mean, we we were definitely way better than we showed that year. And, um, you know, and with the coach coming in and not, you know, not having a drop off and we just kept going up, going up. I feel like that's what really really did and two we had to get we had to bond we had to bond a little bit faster than than normal just because of covid and you know the racial stuff that's going on so we had a lot of stuff that was going on at the time and you know i feel like all that made us closer too as well it's just like it was just it's just crazy like to see from that point to now like how 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 things are so so that's who you are right we, we went through that who is Rashad Wisdom? we kind of went through that all the way through last season now who do you hope to be and who are you trying to become uh, in the future? So working through this season, uh, hopefully having an NFL run uh, or, an, or a shot at that, and being bigger in the community, people you know attaching their brands to you. What kind of image do you hope to portray? What do you want people to know about you? And you know what kind of man are you trying to be? Shoot, I'm trying to be great. Yep. I'm, there's there's nothing else to it. Yep. And I, I think that's that's a great answer because it, it encompasses all the questions I gave you. I'm just I'm I'm trying to be great, and I I can appreciate that. 
I think we have reached a good stopping point, though. So this is this is the first episode. I say we stop here. Next week, we got a lot more to get into. We got the NFTs to talk about, right? We got a lot of different things to get into next week. Let's stop here. And, uh, you know, we just wouldn't be doing it justice if we didn't get to our number one sponsor, the Bright Strong Foundation. And this is not something uh, we take lightly. This is a mission for us on behalf of our younger brother, Bryce Wisdom, who passed away last year uh, due to kidney cancer. If you can, if you have the opportunity to, and if you can find it in your heart, make sure you you take the opportunity to donate to the Bryce Strong Foundation. We are having a 5K on July 24th at Judson High School. Uh, and you can find all the information on the Bryce Strong Foundation Twitter. Uh, there's a link to sign up there. There's also a link to donate. Let's help in childhood adolescent cancer. Yep. Please do. Please donate. Please come out and support. Uh, you know, I'm going to be out there. Sean going to be out there. Everybody going to be out there. So definitely be nice to see everybody's faces and definitely be nice to see everybody tired after they finish that 5K. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you all for listening. Rashad, thank you. And again, we'll be back with this next week. We're going to do this once a week. Yep. God bless. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Yep. Yeah.